Hey friend, I'm Leanne Goff, your transformational coach. Every week, I'm here to help you make radical progress in your spirit, in your mind, in your body, and in your finances. Let's dive in. Hey friend, back with you again, Leanne Goff, your transformational coach. And I am super, super excited to be back here again with something I feel like is like, actually, I'm kind of going through right now. Okay. And going to be talking about withstanding the test. You know, we all go through tests in life. Jesus went through his test. Look, even in the, you know, in school, I don't know about you, but when I was going through school, I had tests all the time. All right, to go to the next level, to go to the next grade, you know, to we had tests and, you know, you study for those tests to make sure you could pass those tests so you could get promoted to the next level, to the next grade. And so, you know, that's in life, that's in education, you know, but there's also those times in spiritually, we go through those tests so we can be promoted to the next level, um, that we can be entrusted with those things that God wants to give us for the kingdom. You may have read my book already, uh, Missionary Millionaire Transforming Cultures as Priests and Kings. If you haven't, go to amazon.com. You can find it there. But let me just say this, that even in that book, I talk about the test that I went through in my life over the last 12 years. Every single year, it seems like God gives me a test. And um, the first test was, how well will you love? The next, this was like 12 years ago. The next uh, year, it was, okay, how strong is your faith? Well, I'm going to test your faith. First year, I'm going to test your love. Then I'm going to test your faith. And the third year, God tested finances in way of my life. How would we handle finances? How would, would we honor those that had finances, not try to get something from them, honor them in their religion that they're just a son or daughter of God, not a millionaire or somebody that, you know, had money. Um, and so we go through those tests. And so what I want to do is I want to take and I want to talk today about withstanding the test. And, and friend, maybe you're in a, um, Maybe you're in a, a test season right now. I know I am. I'm going through tests. And mine actually right now, I'll be honest with you, my test I'm going through right now is the test of resting. Like there are storms going on all around me right now. And God told me in December that my word for 2023 would be, I was actually in Havana, Cuba. And he woke me up early one morning while I'm at the hotel there and says, hey, your word for 2023 is going to be great, greatness. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Went back to sleep. Three days later, he woke me up early again. He said, you are not getting this. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he says, you're not getting this. Your word for 2023 is going to be great. You're going to see me do great things. I mean, absolutely phenomenal, great things in 2023 in your life and beyond. But the way to the degree that you see those great things manifesting themselves is to the degree that you learn how to rest. The more you rest, and I don't mean guys taking a, a two-hour nap. That's not what I'm talking about resting. I'm talking about Jesus was in the midst of the storm. The disciples were in the midst of the storm, and Jesus could lay down and take a, a nap. <laughs> he, he took a nap in the middle of this huge storm. Um, while the, and in one version of the of the New Testament of one of the Gospels says he had actually had a cushion for his head, a pillow, um, and here he is sleeping in the midst of the storm. And so, but you know what? Then he got up and he he spoke to the storm, and it had a, it, it was still, it stopped. And I love it that, you know, when we can sleep in the midst of the storm, then we have authority over that storm. So there's storms going on around me right now. And so my test right now is how well will I rest? Okay. Not how well will I preach or prophesy or worship or whatever, evangelize or whatever, but how well will I rest? So I'm being tested with resting right now. I don't know what your test is going on in your life, but I have a feeling that 
most of you are going through a test right now, okay? Uh, because tests seem to be a thing that we go through almost all the time. I'm not talking about being tempted. Um, God doesn't tempt us. That's what Hebrews says, but he will test us, okay? And so I'm going to talk about withstanding the test today. And actually, it is uh, coming out of my devotional here, my 30-day devotional I wrote about, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago. And it's a journey to your identity. And basically, how do you feel your uh, fulfill your destiny here on planet earth, your assignment for the kingdom of God, your destiny from your identity. And if we don't have our identity in in place first, we will not be able to fulfill our destiny. So we really want to talk about that the, uh, today um, on this podcast. And so, um, by the way, you can get my book at Amazon. Oh, sorry. I just got something in my throat. Hold on. I got to take a sip of water. Wow. I don't know what got my throat just out. Felt like an ant crawled down. It didn't, but I'm sitting in my office, but it felt like that. So, <coughs> excuse me. And so um, anyway, we're going to talk about that today. And if you will go to my Instagram or my Facebook and in my bio, there's a link there. It's my link tree and click into that you will and, and subscribe to my newsletter. We are going to send you the PDF of this uh, devotional for free. Look, I've had entire churches buy this book and they their whole all their cell groups go through it in a, in a period of time. I've had people like do this book, read this book like six, seven times over and say, oh my gosh, I feel like you're mothering me through this book, you know, and just really upgrading people's identity so they can fulfill their destiny. So you can get um, this book at Amazon. If you subscribe to my newsletter in my bio on Facebook, Instagram, then we will send it out to you, the PDF for free. So anyway, let's get started here. At the beginning of each chapter, I actually have, um, I actually have a... Um, I define what uh, a son is versus an orphan. And there's a scripture for each one of them. So in this particular one, withstanding the test, um, the scripture for this this um, devotion this day is from 1 Corinthians 4, 17. It says, for this cause, have I sent you Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my days, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. That's 1 Corinthians 4, 17. And so the definement today of the heart of an orphan, um, the, the heart of an orphan seeks after others who will minister to them, okay? Do you have any Eeyores in your life? Like, oh my, oh, I'm just like, I'm down. I just like, and they always, now look, we all have down times, guys. We all have those situations where we really, you know, I was just out, my husband and I were out in California at um, Global Summit 2023 with Cheon and, it was amazing. And I was actually commissioned out there and um, they had uh, Cindy Jacobs and Patricia King and Cheon and others that were part of the uh, commissioning us um, into, you know, into the nations, into the assignment we have for in our life. And I tell you what, it was just so refreshing to, for me to be, to receive, to be on the receiving end instead of always the giving end. And uh, there's just times guys that we do go through those points where it's like, Oh, is there anybody that can pray for me right now? Like, uh, I only ask once a year, can someone pray for me? Um, but you have those ones that are kind of like the orphan, the Eeyore, that's always like, uh, oh, can you pray for me? And tomorrow, oh, can you pray for me? And, you know, so anyway, that's the heart of an orphan. But the heart of a son um, ministers to others with a humble heart. A heart of an orphan is always like, can you minister to me? Can you minister to me? Can you minister to me? Heart of a son is looking for those that they can minister to. 
Who can I go and I can bless? And I declare God's kingdom and his goodness and his kindness over them from a humble heart. So anyway, so as we dive into withstanding the test today, what I want to talk to you about, you know, is becoming a father or mother in the Lord demands love and dedication to the success of others. Okay. As a spiritual mom to a lot of spiritual kids that I have, you know, I really want them to be successful. I want them to do greater things than me, even my own biological children, my son and my daughter, but it's my spiritual kids as well. I want them to, I want them to look really good. You know, um, I want them to excel and, and, and succeed in their assignment for the kingdom of God. The focus of Christians is not only about raising a Christian household, but also to equip and empower sons and daughters in Christ household. That's really my assignment is to equip, whether that's Cuba, it's our church up in Ohio, where I was just at ministering this last weekend, um, if that is to go into Pakistan, if that's our coaching community, to go in and equip our coaches and our, on our team to be the best health coaches possible, but doing it from their identity as sons and daughters, okay? So sons and daughters step into their assignments as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Did you get those five things, guys? That's a fivefold ministry right there, all right? By allowing themselves to be fathered or mothered, all right? I'm thankful that in 2000. 2008, when Leif Hetland said across the table in Dubai at breakfast, I want to father you. Uh, it, it was kind of off kilter for me, but I, I gave in. I said, okay, father me. And I'm so glad I did. Guys, trust me, all these 15, 16 years later, am I thankful that I said yes to allow Leif to father me? Oh my gosh. It was one of the most amazing decisions I ever made in my life. And so you know, for oh, the, those others, you know, I'm not looking for people in their their titles as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but are they coming in alignment as sons and daughters to be equipped for the kingdom of God for their destiny? Uh, the apostle Paul and Timothy are really good examples of a father-son relationship. You know, Paul spent many hours loving and in, instructing Timothy to the point where he was considered um, Timothy his son. Timothy proves that being a son comes first, ministry second. And that's my heart. I was just with my spiritual son, Josue, up in Ohio. He oversees our church now where I pastored for five and a half years. And I tell you what, Josue is in such alignment as a son with Father God and with myself. And then with, with Leif as his spiritual grandfather coming into the alignment for the assignment. And guys, when we are not in alignment, you, take your back, for example. If your back is out of alignment, man, there's a lot of discomfort. You, 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 things slow up. You walk slower. Okay. You don't get to your next point very quickly. Um, and there's a lot of pain and discomfort in that. And so, but man, when our back is in alignment, we go to the chiropractor and crack, 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 crack. And we get in alignment. We're like, whoa, man man, that feels a lot better. It's the same thing spiritually. It's the same thing spiritually. When we are in alignment with God, with heaven first and foremost, and with our spiritual fathers and mothers, my gosh, we pros uh, progress uh, much quicker, much smoother, without any pain and discomfort. We're going for the assignment. Biological parents often restrict certain behaviors and actions that children don't understand. Uh, they can think they're stupid. Like, I don't know, I can think of my not my daughter as much, but maybe my son, if Jeffrey listens to this, love you, son. But anyway, that our son would be like, why do I have to do that? Well, that doesn't make sense. Da, 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 da. You know, but now that he has two children and he's, you know, in his early 40s, he's like, I get it now, mom and dad. I get it now. You weren't stupid. You really knew what you were talking about. Uh, but they sometimes think that. But often the motivation behind a parent's decision is based on their concern for the safety of their child um, and lessons on character. That really is. We just want them to be the best them. That's what I wanted for my kids. I just want you to be the best you that you could be. And so sometimes they didn't understand why it's, you know, we were 
guide and directed them in a certain way, or they would get disciplined. It's like, no, we love you enough to do that. So in the same way, spiritual fathers and mothers will restrict certain behavioral patterns in the lives of their sons and daughters to train and to keep them from danger. Uh, my spiritual son hosted this last weekend um, up in, in Ohio. You know, he was telling the congregation, the family, we call it a family up there, not a congregation, but he was saying, hey, I got many pow-pows from, <laughs> that's little spankings, from Mom Leanne many, many times over the last 17 years. Like, uh-uh, son, I love you enough. You're not going that direction. Now, I never told him what to do and not to do, but I would say, uh, I don't think that's the best thing for you or your wife or your children or whatever. And hadn't had to do that many times in, in the last 17 years, but there have been times I'm like, uh-uh, that's not the best thing. Like that is not going to work well for you. And thankfully he listened and, and he would tell you today, he's so glad he listened. Uh, same thing with Leif. There was times that he would say, I don't think that's the best thing for you. And I would listen to him. So thankful I did today. So, so for, um, you know, we just want the best for them and keep them from danger. For those with teachable spirits, God moves and breathes upon their lives and brings them to maturity. As sons and daughters mature, um, sons and daughters, the bond between their spiritual father and mother proceeds to a new level. There is no such thing. Listen, guys, there's no such thing as a self-made son or daughter. There's no such thing as a self-made father or mother. I can remember that, you know, people have asked me over the years, well, how are you such an amazing spiritual mother? Okay. You might ask one of my spiritual sons and daughters and they may not, they might not agree with that. But anyway, how are you such an amazing spiritual father or mother? I said, I don't focus on being, oh, I got to be the best you know, spiritual mom, spiritual uh, spiritual mom I could be for my sons and daughters. No, I focused on being the best daughter I could be for my father in heaven and then life. Like, how can I honor them? How can I can I really, um, you know, show up for them, respect and honoring them? And I knew as long as I was in alignment with them, then I would be in alignment with my sons and daughters. Now, it, it was up to my sons and daughters to decide to be in alignment, but I knew that I would I didn't focus on being the best spiritual mom I could be. I focused on, God, I just want to be your beloved daughter. Like, I just want to bless your heart. And when I focused on that, made that my focus, then it seemed like everything else worked out. Um, in the two letters Paul addressed to his son, his young son in the faith, uh, notice how frequently he addresses Timothy in terms of great affection. This apostle and father said a very great thing about his son. Uh, Timothy and Philippians 2, 2.22. This is what he said. The words um, has proved himself. In other words, Timothy had proved himself um, and can be translated has stood the test. Timothy proved himself by standing the test. He stood the test. Um, and could, be, could there be any greater condemnation than that? Like, like he stood the test. I can tell you for my spiritual son, Josue, like he stood the test. I, I think for me, did I have to learn a lot of things over the last, uh, you know, 16 years as a, a daughter of Lace, spiritual daughter of Lace? Yes, but I know I've stood the test. It was hard at times, but you know what? I did it. And who says anything that's worth anything is easy? No, it will be hard, but you know what? I'm committed to, to withstand the test. So there are times when fathers and mothers will test their sons and daughters, guys. Fathers and mothers are going to test their sons and daughters. Such, and that was the case in Elijah and Elisha. Okay, listen to this. It was it was so in the case of Timothy, and it was so, and it's so in our case. 
Elijah and Elisha, Timothy and Paul, and then in our case, for me, me and Leif. Uh, there have been times over the last several years when Leif uh, has definitely tested me, okay? Um, I've also watched him test the hearts of sons and daughters, other sons and daughters, okay? Um, and I know he's done this for from a good heart um, and for a heart of love for, for all of us. Um, so we also must pass the test that qualify us to inherit and partner uh, with him in his assignment of discipling nations. So, you know, Leif, I, Leif never, very seldom did he purposely test myself or one of his other spiritual sons and daughters, but there were times that he did. But for his assignment in discipling nations, he needed to make sure that his spiritual sons and daughters could withstand the test. If we were going to have a multiplication process, you know, Paul and Al Mira, they're in like 20-something nations in Asia. For me, my main nation is Cuba, representing the family. For Leif, he's going into Pakistan and, and a lot of other nations, obviously, 70-something nations. But we all have our special assignment into the nations, but we all went through those tests to see if we would stand, uh, if we could withstand the test in order to carry the kingdom of God and complete that assignment for the kingdom of God in these nations. Um, and so for me, I wanted my spiritual father to be able to say, she stood the test. Leanne, you stood the test. And I think if you asked Leif today, he would say, oh yeah, Leanne stood the test, um, as well as Paul and Amira and a lot of his other sons and daughters. But in Timothy's case, he stood the test. Paul commended Timothy for his dependability, okay? Timothy was dependable. Are you dependable to God? Are you dependable to your spiritual father and mother? You know, and you may not have a spiritual father and mother, but you know what? Honor your pastor as a spiritual father or spiritual mother. Honor them. Don't go pulling on them. You just come in alignment and you honor them. You don't even have to call them your spiritual mother or father. Just honor them. Make sure they can depend on you. You're going to show up for your responsibility and what you're supposed to be doing. And that man, that that ties and links hearts there, right there. Uh, Paul could rely on Timothy. He was sincere. And he says, no, notice the word genuine, that 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 Timothy was genuine. Timothy was genuine through and through. And you can find that in um in verses 19 and 20. And also take note of his self-forgetfulness. Like Timothy wasn't after himself. Particularly notice the word but in verse 20, 22. Timothy was different from everyone, everyone. So there was a threefold relationship between Paul and Timothy. Number one, father and son. So compare 1 Timothy 1.2 and 1 Timothy 1.18. Timothy was Paul's spiritual son. And you can look in 1 Corinthians 4.15 uh, for that as well. It was father and son. Timothy was Paul's spiritual son. Number two, father and assistant. Timothy was available to do Paul's uh, bidding or biting. And he recognized that Paul was his spiritual father and leader. Paul would send Timothy when he couldn't go. Leif's done that with me over the years. Leanne, I can't go, but I'm going to send you as my spiritual daughter. And I've done that. That's how I became a pastor at Family of Faith in Newark, Ohio in 2013. The year before, uh, they wanted Leif to come speak at their uh, 52nd anniversary and Leif couldn't go. He says, but tell him I'll send you as my spiritual daughter. So he sent me. I just went to do a conference, a five-day conference. And then lo and behold, I became the pastor the next year. So go figure that one out. Uh, but anyway, uh, Paul knew he could send Timothy when he couldn't go. And we are all one in Christ. But there are times when we must submit to those over us, fathers and mothers in the faith. Then number three. So number one, it was a spiritual father and son. Number two, it was a father with an assistant. I can't go, Timothy, but I'm sending you. And then number three. It was fellowship in the gospel. Notice Paul doesn't does not say he has served under me. Paul says he has served with me. 
we come along side by side, fellowshipping for the kingdom of God, in fellowship for the kingdom of God, to serve together. So he was Timothy was Paul's son, he was assistant, and they served together. And you know what? This is an indication of Paul's graciousness and humility. It was a partnership, and both Paul and Timothy were God's fellow workers. Paul and Timothy, as a father and son, were in very tight alignment for the assignment. Guys, we have an alignment with our Father in heaven, alignment with our spiritual fathers and mothers for the assignment here on earth. Kind of makes like, you see that? It's like a cross there. Uh, Paul sent out Timothy on many occasions because Timothy had come into complete and complete alignment with his father. Can do you know if you have a spiritual father or mother, can they depend on you to go for the assignment that they can't do right at that moment and they know you're going to be faithful in it? I know if I sent my spiritual son out or, or uh, Josue or, or Sarai or Joel or Sonia out, I know that's just for my main um, sons and daughters. I got a lot of others. But if I sent them out, I know, I know, I know for a fact I can trust them to fulfill the assignment. And Paul knew Timothy could be trusted with the assignment and the inheritance, the talents, and the anointing. I just want to make sure that no matter what's going on, that my spiritual father Leif, that he can trust me, that he knows Leanne. He knew in May of 2013, when he sent me to Ohio to that conference, he knew I would carry his heart, I would carry his DNA, that I would represent him very, very well in the assignment at that conference up there. Can you do that as well? Can you do that as well? So guys, we're going to go through testings. I don't know. I I go through a lot of testings. Uh, We're going to go through testings, but can you withstand the test? Can I withstand the test? I want to make sure that I pass the test and I get, listen, not only pass the test, but I want to get every nutrient out of that test that I go through. Because what do we see is nutrients, man, it fortifies us. It strengthens our body when we take supplements and we are eating the proper food and we're putting the right nutrition inside of us. Nutrients, guys. Okay, get it. When we're putting the correct nutrition, the most beneficial nutrition inside of us, you know what? Then it fortifies and strengthens our bodies. It's the same thing in the spirit. When we go through testings, when we go through spiritual testings, okay, and we get the nutrients, every time I go through a test, I'm like, God, I want to get every nutrient out of this testing so that it fortifies and strengthens my spirit man, my soul, my body, everything that I am strong, God, so I can fulfill my assignment here on earth. And so we're going to go through testings, friend. We are going to go through testings, but will we withstand the test? Will we withstand the test? Let me pray. At the end of every chapter of this book, well, it's not a chapter. Every day, it's a 30-day devotional, and each day is like about three or four um, pages long. But at the end of each one, I I start each one with a definition of an orphan heart and a definition of a a son heart, uh, sonship, orphanship and sonship. And then at the end, I have a prayer at the end of each um, day so that you can just pray that prayer. So I'm going to pray this now and just, you know, whether you're watching this or you're listening to it, just pray it with me um, as as I pray this. Okay. So uh, Papa, just say Papa. Can you say Papa? Just say Papa, Papa. You know, I find so many Christians, quote Christians, that they can't say Papa to God. They can't say Daddy or Dad to God. You know, uh, it says that, you know, Abba Father, Daddy God. Um, Say Papa. My heart sings to you today. Say that after me. Papa, my heart sings to you today. Sounds of joy and deliverance. You have brought me up from the miry clay and placed my feet upon a rock. 
I stand on the rock, Jesus, your precious firstborn son, my brother. Through his blood, I stand on the rock and shout for joy at what you've done for me. I called to you, and you answered me. You delivered me from all my fears and replaced them with all your unfailing love. As I open my mouth to declare your praise in the earth, I ask that you would fill it. Oh, God, fill our hearts, fill our mouths. And all the nations <clears throat> would hear and know there is one God, one and only one God, a God of love who has chosen them to know him and behold him as sons and daughters. Amen. Friend, I just thank you for praying that prayer with me. I hope you did. And for hanging out with me here today, this has been really, really good. Withstanding the test. I just bless you that every test you go through, that God will strengthen you. You'll get the nutrients out of it so that you can be in alignment for your assignment, knowing your identity for your destiny. Again, if you go to my Facebook page, my Instagram page, in the bio is a link to sign up for my newsletter, and we are going to send you a free PDF of this devotional, A Journey to Your Identity, Establishing um, yeah, a journey to your identity, a 30-day devotional, establishing your identity to fulfill your destiny. So, all right, friend, thank you for hanging out with me today. Uh, this has been really, really good. Until next time, uh, Leanne Goff, your transformational coach. Have you received your copy of my book, Missionary and Millionaire, Transforming Cultures as Priests and Kings? I wrote this book to help believers, God's sons and daughters, understand that he has given us as Deuteronomy 8.18 says, the ability to generate wealth so that we can impact and transform cultures, communities, cities, and nations. Jesus was priest and king, and I truly believe God intends for all of us to live out our assignments as priests and kings as well. Grab a copy of my book, Missionary and Millionaire, Transforming Cultures as Priests and Kings at Amazon or at leannegoffministries.org.